this show is a little off the beaten track, and it may be unexpected and surprising. So, taste it and enjoy. We've had the opportunity to meet and work with a lot of wonderful people. I only hope that we never lose sight of one thing that was all started by a match. Oh, boy! Here we go! Are you kidding me? Out of the gates! This is not happening! By the way, what title would you like? Mary Poppins, practically perfect in every way. I ain't like a pig! Oh, you are a pig. Oh. I almost forgot. That's why they call me Thumper. You're listening to the Magic on a Dollar podcast. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Magic on a Dollar podcast. My name is David Dollar. Thank you so much for joining us once again. It's been a few weeks. Uh, we did have a show last week because I had strep throat. That's right. I uh, felt a soreness in my throat around Tuesday or Wednesday last week and had to go to the doctor at the end of the week and found that I had strep throat, which was a little strange. I haven't had strep throat since 2003, if I'm being honest, and I remember that specifically because I used to work at Starbucks, and I couldn't find anybody to cover for me because I felt miserable, and I couldn't find anybody to cover for me, so I worked an eight-hour shift at a Starbucks serving up coffee and lattes for a full afternoon and evening and night uh, with strep throat. So I apologize to anybody who I might have made sick. I couldn't find anybody to work for me, and I couldn't just call in. I went to the doctor that afternoon and found out I had strep throat and had to go into work that evening, and I worked. There you go. Sometimes that's what you got to do. But this time around, I was very lucky. No fever, no nausea, no uh, stomach issues, no body aches, no migraines. I had a sore throat. I had a slight headache here and there, but otherwise, it was fine. It's fine. Went to the doctor, got some antibiotics, and uh, you know, all good. So here we are back on the Magic of the Dollar podcast after a week, after a week off, and. And uh, we got a great show coming up. It is Halloween. Happy Halloween to all the ghouls and gals out there. Hope you guys are having a wonderful Halloween weekend. And October's over. October is over. Christmas starts in full swing tomorrow. The holiday season is here. And I know people that probably will have their trees up, if they don't already have trees up, will have their trees up starting this weekend through the holiday season because, hey, it is Christmas time. But first, we've got to get through Halloween, and we're going to be talking some villains, some Disney villains specifically. We're going to go through and kind of rank and maybe kind of find out the best Disney villain out there. And to do so, I've got to get some good friends of mine to come in. But we'll talk about that in a few minutes. First, let's talk about some quick Disney news. Well, howdy, folks. Let's gather around. Here's some Disney news from around these parts and around the world. Quick hits on Disney news. Disney Villains After Hours event is returning in 2020. A very popular event over the summer when all the villains came out. There was different parties, different things going on. Like the the Halloween party, the Christmas party, this is a special ticketed event, so you do have to purchase tickets for that. But some of the things coming up, Hades and Meg from Hercules will have a castle show uh, featuring Jafar, the Queen, Dr. Facilier, Maleficent, um, which should be awesome. I love Hades as a villain, as you'll hear later on in this episode. A Maleficent the Dragon, the steampunk dragon, as you see in the Festival of Fantasy Parade during the week, during the weekday actually, will come out at night breathing fire, creeping through the park as a one-of-a-kind experience for after-hour guests. Uh, Pirates of the Caribbean and Space Mountain will have villain-inspired enhancements and overlays. Don't know what that looks like, but that sounds actually kind of fun because they don't do a lot of overlays on, on rides uh, on regular days. 
They, of course, will have a variety of special foods and beverage offerings, uh, dishes and drinks and desserts inspired by the Queen and Corilla and Maleficent Hades, Facilier, and even Emperor Zerg will have something going on there. Special merchandise themed to villains will also be available for purchase. Now, these events are happening in February, March, April, May, June, and some in July of next year, and so that'll be fun. Now, tickets went up a little bit. They actually were 139 I believe, last year. They're going to go up to 145 advanced purchase, 155 day of purchase. And of course, if you are a pass holder or a DVC member, your price is only 115 So tickets for all dates in 2020 are on sale now. And yes, I can help you with those tickets, and I will be happy to help you with those tickets. Magiconeydollar at gmail.com. Next up, a little bit of uproar and controversy earlier this week. Now, the fuel rods are things that have been pretty popular over the last several years. I actually own two. And I've been using the same two for the last, I don't know, five or six years now since I, I discovered fuel rods in the parks. What they are is a kiosk where you can actually purchase a phone charger, a uh, device charger. It comes with a little adapter. It's a little, little rod, basically. And it's 30 bucks or so. You pop your $30 in, and a little, little fuel rod comes out. You can use it, and when it's done, when it's dead, you find another kiosk, you insert it, you push the button, a new one pops out. It's a free service that's been going on for several years now, and I have used dozens of them and by the way fuel rod the the company itself and i don't know the name of the company if it's fuel rod or something else but they're a wonderful company i actually had one get stuck had a fuel rod get stuck in the machine wouldn't spit out and i called the number and literally wherever they were this was 10 or 11 o'clock at night they serviced the machine remotely and one popped out right there in front of me which was awesome well the controversy is the fact that now they're going to start charging for these on november 1st and beyond three dollars to every time you swap them which actually makes sense because I would imagine they're going through a ton of these, and I I would think that a lot of people already have these now, so I don't know how much money they're making off of these because people keep using the same fuel rods over and over and over. And I actually didn't even, naively, I didn't know that they were were a company that existed outside of Disney World. There's one at our local airport, and it is a $3 charge to swap it out. And I thought, well, that's kind of odd. Well, now it'll be $3 in the parks to swap it. People are going crazy about this. They're, like, upset about it. Why are you charging me $3 for this? This is a free service. It should be a free service. There's one guy that I think is actually suing Disney in the fuel rod company for this charge they're making uh nowhere on the machine itself does it say you will get a lifetime supply of free chargers by swapping or by purchasing this for thirty dollars or however much you paid for it nowhere does it say that it doesn't it's a service that can change at any time and that's what's actually happening three dollars is not a lot of money by the way uh so if you're at a week if you're there for a week and you swap it once a day you know and you pay what twenty one dollars for seven days to swap it that's still pretty good to have a charger that's really good to use. You can use it at home. You can charge it at home. You could charge it at night and use it, you know, use it as much as you want to during the day. And and it might cut into mine a little bit because I will swap mine out a couple of times a day. But it's not a big deal. It's really not. Y'all calm down. Y'all calm down. This is what happens. It's okay. It's all right. However, uh, when you're when you're in an uproar about things, sometimes it actually does make a difference, as it did over at Hollywood Studios. Now, you might remember the week or two ago when we talked about the Docking Bay 7 food and cargo at Batu in both Disney World and Disneyland, Star Wars Galaxy's Edge restaurant, uh, the quick service. They took away the themed uh, the themed names of the actual uh, of the actual food. The roasted Andorian tippy up salad that became the roasted chicken salad. The uh, smoked kadu ribs became the uh, the smoked pork ribs, and people were upset about it because you know they couldn't understand what the Andorian tippy up was. So Disney made the change to just call it you know fried chicken. Well, then people got upset because 
you know, you're taking away the immersion. You're taking away these names off of this menu, and now it's, you know, we, we walk through this wonderful galaxy, this wonderful land of Batu, and everything is so immersive, and people are, you know, they, they, instead of receipts, they're asking you if you want your cargo slip or whatever, and you get to a menu, and it says fried chicken on it. So people got upset. Well, Disney made a good compromise, and I think this is actually a great compromise. They renamed things again, but they just basically blended the names together. So instead of roasted Endorian uh, salad, it's roasted Endorian chicken salad. Instead of Endorian fried tip-yip, it's Endorian fried chicken tip-yip. So now you actually have something in there that tells you what the actual thing is, which is, I think, a pretty good compromise. And finally, a little bit of news here. The Skyway, the gondola system now servicing its one millionth guest. Earlier this week, it was announced that one million guests have ridden the Skyway since it was introduced on September 29th, uh, which, by the way, is a lot. Now, if they're ca- if they're counting it since September 29th and they're not counting it previous, you're talking about 22 to 25 days of action, uh, of, of, of operations, and that's not counting the days, of course, when she was closed, which did have an accident earlier in October. You're still looking at about... 40 to 45,000 people uh, people a day being serviced on the gondolas. So it's a pretty popular system right now. And everybody that I've seen that, that's been on it has really, really enjoyed it. I look forward to riding it sometime next year when I get to go back to Disney World. So like I said, it is Halloween. So happy Halloween to you and yours. And uh, we're going to talk a little bit of Disney villains. I've got some friends of mine. My friend Matt and my friend Susie from the Imagine Ears Disney podcast are going to come on the show. And we're going to talk Disney villains, but not just top 10 Disney villains or what are our favorite Disney villains or, you know, what are your three favorite villain songs. We're going to do something a little bit different. Now, many of you know that I have another podcast. The Magic on a Dollar podcast is not my only baby. I have three podcasts, actually. But one of them is the Deuce Cast Movie Show. It's a show I've been doing now for seven years now we just celebrated our 400th episode episode 402 which dropped this week is a villains tournament and what we do basically is we take the villains take the villainous roles we put them in a big tournament style bracket and we kind of talk through them until we narrow it down to one particular role uh, i won't tell you who won the villains tournament but we're doing the same thing here on this show with disney villains classic villains modern villains uh funny villains serious villains they're all going to be there we're all going to be talking about them and because the three of us Matt, Susie, and myself, that makes three, uh, you know, the majority rules, two out of three wins. And so we're going to talk about each villain, each villain matchup, and kind of narrow it down to one main villain, who's the best Disney villain of them all. So without further ado, I give you Matt and Susie from the Imagineers podcast. Matt, Susie, the Imagineers podcast hosts, of course, Matt and his favorite podcast host, Susie, on the show with us. Hey, guys. Hello, David. Hi. Love to have you guys on, and uh, was you know, of course, the way this episode is dropping today is Halloween, so happy Halloween to both of you. I'm sure that you've had happy Halloween. Yes. Oh, I love Halloween. I've had a like a month long Halloween celebration. Went to Not So Scary at the beginning of the month, uh, trunk or treat a week before, and I, the good times keep going. Well, Susie, you uh, I, didn't you say recently you went for the first time or the first time mm-hmm. in a long time to the Halloween? Party? My, how was that? My first time. How, how was it? How was the Halloween party? The, uh, the not so scary. I had a blast. Um, I liked it a lot better than the Christmas party, which okay. I wasn't. Before I'd done the Christmas party, I figured, oh, the Christmas party's better because Christmas, you know, it's a bigger deal. Right. Um, I just, I don't know. I feel like there were more things to do at the Halloween party, and um, I also did it after a full day of parking including keys to the kingdom so my feet were a little bit sore so we didn't stay quite as late as maybe i would have liked to but i had a great time yeah good i think it was great even for adults one more question for you how was the keys to the kingdom i've done it twice i Uh, love it but i want to kind of hear your opinion on it 
Uh, so that was my second time doing it and I got to do it. Uh, we did a company retreat. So we got to see how Disney takes their company values and incorporates that into the park. And then we take it back um, as a marketing agency. You know, how can we take our clients uh, values and incorporate that into their marketing? And I, I knew everyone was having a good time. But then when we got to the Utilidors and our tour guide started talking about Walt and Roy and the story, uh, you know, everything with Oswald and then Walt passing away. And I looked at my coworkers and they were crying. I was like, yes. Success. I got them. What was your, what was your tour guide's name? Do you remember? Oh, oh, um, Ellen. Ellen. Okay. We had, last time I did it, we did one with, her name was Claire and she was an older lady. So I actually would be surprised mm. if she was still there, but she did the same thing. She, we, my wife and I actually joke about it now, how she kept telling us, Walt and Roy and Cardwalker and Joe Fowler, if only one of them was not there, we would not be standing here today where we are standing. And we're all just like, yes, Claire, this is awesome. This is amazing. Tell us more. <laughs> it's a great tour. Yeah. It's one of my favorite ones, yeah. too. Yeah, I so. love it. I love it. So, Matt, for you, question, um, Halloween Horror Nights. I've never yeah. been to Halloween Horror Nights. Give me a little spiel on that. Uh, yes, no, good, bad. I know it's not for the kiddies. The not, not for the faint of heart. Oh, interesting. <laughs> it, it is definitely a very specific demographic. Uh, if you enjoy being scared, mm -hmm. it's fun. Or if you enjoy watching others be scared, it is also fun. <laughs> so, so is it is it set up where it's like all the rides are going? You just can go around to houses that are kind of insert there? Or do they have yeah. the rides shut down? Or how does that, how does that work? So they run some of the rides. Um, they had The Mummy and Gringotts. Mm -hmm. Rip Ride Rocket, those were open. Ones that were closed were E.T. So uh, it's, at, it's, in, it's at Universal, not Isles of Adventure. That right? is correct. Okay, okay. It's at Universal, so they take they take advantage of the sound stages. Okay, makes sense. So, uh, and it's a big production, high yeah. quality. Uh, they really dump a lot of money into this and really go the extra mile on all the houses. And I've heard, I've heard that some houses are great, some houses are amazing. Some are, you know, don't make it to so, next year. Because some are okay, popular. some are okay, but like compare it to anything else that right. you can find locally, typically right. in your neighborhood, uh, you can't really compare it. So it is, it is the premier Halloween event, theme park event in the country for a reason. Cool. I want to. One of these days, I want to go. I'm not come on down next year or being scared, but I wouldn't mind walking through it, experiencing, kind of seeing it, you know. And and so I'll get there, and and of course the Orlando Fun Spot. I'll get there too. We'll make it one day. And, <laughs> well, just you know, you know just make it a trip next year, David. Come on down, exactly. and I'll go with I'll you. We'll that. have a good time. I'll do that. So, all right. Um, let's talk a little bit of Halloween villains. Now, uh, you guys did a top ten villains episode, which I highly mm -hmm. encourage people to go listen to. It's one of your episodes. It's, it's, it's a lot of fun. It was fun. fun. It was fun. And it's, it, it's all over the board, which is good because it's not so traditional. Oh, like, yeah. Not, you know, oh, it's, it's everywhere. It's, it, there's a couple of them. I was like, oh, well, that's a, that's a good pull. Uh, you know, especially when Matt's going, man. And then you have this blank you can feel the, the blankness over Susie's face in the, in the, in the, in the earphones. <laughs> you, can, you can see it in your mind's eye. What? Oh, yeah. So, <laughs> All right, so what I did was, and this is something that we do on our movie podcast. I have a movie podcast called The Deucecast Movie Show, and we've been doing something over the last couple of years called the Movie Role Tournament, where we take an actor, um, and we basically take 16 of the best roles of that actor or actress and kind of pare it down to the best. And so this time, we did a villains episode. And so we're doing it here with Disney villains. And what I've done is I've taken 32 Disney villains, only animation, no uh, no live action. I, I had to leave out Ian from National Treasure. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, no... <laughs> 
no Sanderson sisters. I apologize, oh. you know, but um, so but only animation. But we did cover across the board, and so we've got four different brackets, four different brackets of eight. We're gonna kind of have a conversation real quick about each one, pare it down to the best Disney villain, and you guys can yell at me later about what I left out. And that's okay, but we're gonna kick it off with the with the with the old school bracket. This is the, the traditional, the classics. These are eight classics here. We're gonna take off the first one is the Evil Witch from Snow White versus Shere Khan from The Jungle Book. Wow. Matt, your take right off the bat. What do you think? Whoa. Best villain between those two. Uh, the pressure. The pressure. Yes. Oh, man. I think just because I like the character so much, and I think the character has a little bit more depth and then the other edging a little bit, I'm going to go Shere Khan. Oh, interesting. See, I'm going to say the witch. Only oh, because, don't do this Only to because. Me. <laughs> only because. You, don't worry. Everybody will have their turn to, to call, the, call the tie. Uh, I'm going to say The Witch only because it is like the first. That's the first the OG villain. villain. She's so iconic. She's so popular yeah. in the parks. I mean, just such a massive part of Disney history. Shere Khan, I think if you lined up 10 Disney fans, I think everybody would know The Witch. Probably eight, maybe nine out of 10 would know Shere Khan. There might be one or two who are like, Shere Khan, that's some. Um, was that was that the Idris guy in that new Jungle Book movie? You know, it's well, like I guess it was. You, know, you don't remember the so I'm gonna say which. So it's on to you, Susie. Which which one advances, the Evil Witch or Shere Khan? Uh, I'm actually gonna like say something a little controversial. I think Shere Khan in the new Jungle Book is more of a well-rounded villain. Mm-hmm. And if we Shere were doing Khan, that one, then we, we would were win. straight okay. up murders. Straight up murders. Uh, I forgot the wolf's name. Right. Akita. Akita, yeah. Throws them off the cliff. I know, I know. And I love the animated Jungle Book, but I I assume it's it's okay if you say Shere Khan, but it's up to you. I'm not. I'm going to say the witch because of just everything that went into making Snow White. That movie was, you know, such a pioneer, first of its kind. And. I don't know if we're allowed to take that into consideration. No, it's okay. That's anything anything you want to say. That's that's your reason. That was a tough one. Yeah, that right. is well, tricky. In this fact, I could wake up too. the next morning and change my mind. Like it's one of those. <laughs> this is also be tricky episode. too, uh, Susie. And you're going to kick this one off, Lady Tremaine, mm. the evil stepmother from Cinderella, against the Queen of Hearts from Alice in Wonderland. Which one's oh, the better Lady, villain? Lady Tremaine. Lady Tremaine. Oh, well, that's quick. That's quick. Uh, I'm going to say Lady Tremaine as well. I've met her in the parks. Of course, we're not doing characters like you meet, but I love Lady Tremaine. Queen of Hearts is okay. Uh, I love Cinderella over Alice, so I would say Tremaine too. Same. Just for funsies, Matt, are you gonna make it a sweep, or you, would you? Uh, you know, you, you made these really hard. These first, these first couple have been well, this is difficult. The Come this is on, the, what's the old Queen of Hearts deal? She's just always upset. Like, okay. Yeah, uh, I, I would, but I'm gonna go Lady Tremaine for sure. Okay. So, right. <laughs> they're both really great, though. Well, I'll kick this next one off here. Uh, this is Maleficent. We all know Maleficent. This is the animated Maleficent, not the Angelina Jolie version. Uh, taking on. Captain Hook from Peter Pan. Which one's the better villain? I t- you know, and honestly, <laughs> honestly, and, and we'll come to you next, Susie, and we'll let Matt finish this up. But uh, for me, I like Captain Hook better. I do. I like Peter Pan better. But I think, like the witch, I think Maleficent is much more of an iconic villain. I would almost say that if Disney themselves had to put forth one villain, they probably would put forth Maleficent. Yeah. Uh, because of just how how powerful she is and how, you know the fantastic dra- the fantastic dragon and just uh, whatever all the movies about it and everything i would say the better villain in this matchup is maleficent but if y'all go captain hook it's not gonna break my heart Susie, what do you think uh, this is so ho- how are we gonna ever get past round <laughs> one um 
Well, I, some, I some think, will be easier, some will be harder, but this is I think some I, of the villains at the beginning. I just do like Captain Hook better, but I think villain-wise, not just like cute character-wise, I think this one has to go to Maleficent. You're right. She's, she's kind of the marquee villain at this point. Matt, would you have said Hook, or were you going to go with so, Maleficent as well? I, I think I'm kind of in the same boat. I, I think I like Captain Hook better. I do kind of like the comical aspect of him. Yeah. Like he's a bad guy, but he's, you know, he's not a dragon. He's right. he's he's a little. He's kind of lovable, and of course TikTok. I mean, very true. TikTok. Very true. Um, but I, I think when you think of iconic Disney villains, the dragon. I mean, yeah, and it's and I've, I think we've got three right there that Witch, Tremaine, and Maleficent that actually might go all the way. Who knows? Who knows? Uh, so let's go to the next one. All right, next, next, the final one in this bracket of original old school villains, Cruella de Vil, taking on the Headless Horseman from Ichabod and Mr. Toad and the Legend of Sleepy Hollow. Matt, what do you think? This one's easy for me. I'm going to say Cruella. I like Headless Cruella Horseman, Deville. but Cruella de Vil is iconic. Yeah, very true. Susie, your thoughts? Um... Besides uh, destroying historic American documents, if you listen to our villains episode, <laughs> I think there's nothing worse you can do than torturing puppies. So, Corella. I'm going to say Headless Horseman only to be the contrarian, so there's not a perfect sweep, but I have no problem with Corella moving forward. All right, so that's the original school bracket. Let's now go down the bracket a little bit to the modern day bracket. This is the last 10 years or so. Hopefully this gets years. easier. Okay, maybe. Uh, all right, so we're going to have, kicking off this bracket, Prince Hans. From Frozen. We all love Prince Hans. Taking on Dr. Doofenshmirtz from Phineas and Because <laughs> I love Dr. Doofenshmirtz. I really, really do. Susie, what do you think? Oh, man. At first, I was like, ooh, I get to go on like a little rant about Hans and like how the villains are never who you think they're going to be, girl. And you still can. Go right ahead. But... No, it's Doofenshmirtz. <laughs> hands down. I, I'm, I'm team Doofenshmirtz as well. We... Oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> see, I would say Prince Hans, but that's really, I did not see that going that way. I really didn't. Not that I no, put him in as a comic, I... comic relief. Oh, man. You know, he's a villain. He's a bad guy. And he's from Phineas and Ferb. And, I'm calling uh, it now. If this comes down to Doofenshmirtz versus <laughs> something very serious like um maleficent mm -hmm. i'm gonna have to walk away that's hilarious <laughs> i don't know what i'm gonna do <laughs> well you know what that's why we have you guys on there's three of us it's a quorum we can you know we're gonna decide between the three of us and uh if common sense is overruled then so be it it's all magic <laughs> all right next matchup how about king candy from wreck it ralph nice. i love king candy and i had to throw this one in from the 70s because i couldn't fit him in anywhere else and that's prince john from robin hood Prince John and King Candy. Matt, your thoughts? Uh, I am. I love them both. I think they both bring many things to the table. But I am going to go with Prince John. I think the thumb sucking, ear pulling, <laughs> uh, crybaby from Robin Hood. And uh, I think did we talk about this on our episode? Just his physical appearance compared to yeah, his brother. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think that was well played and well done by the animators. So yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go Prince John. So I would say, you know what? I'm gonna say Prince John too. I love Robin Hood. It's one of my favorite animated classics. And I think only I'd say only the last maybe ten or ten five ten years has it really gotten this cult status. I think it deserved because I think for a long time it was kind of forgotten. Uh, but I love Robin Hood and I love King Candy. I love the uh, uh, what's his name? The actor that does the voice. Now I can't think of his name. Um, I can't think of his name. He does a ton of voices, but I oh, love King uh, Candy. Love him. Uh, but 
I do love Prince John. So I'm going to say Prince John. So Susie, your thoughts? It's already a, it's already a, a win for Prince John, but yeah, but it is Prince John. Uh, when they released Forever Ago, there was like a teased list of shows. You know, day one Disney Plus, mm-hmm. and I saw Robin Hood, and I got really nostalgic because I hadn't seen it in a while. So I'm Prince John. Oh, that's good. <laughs> good to him. All right. So next matchup: Oogie Boogie, Nightmare Before Christmas, up against. Good old Pete from the old days, Mickey. Uh, it's Pete, and and really, I said this is more modern. Actually, this is more of a hodgepodge. This is some of the ones I couldn't fit anywhere else. So Oogie Boogie taking on Pete, and I'll start this one. I like Oogie Boogie. I think it's a fun character. I think Nightmare Before Christmas is a fun movie. Uh, I've only seen it once. It's not something I'm like, I gotta see this movie again. I love Pete. I love him from Steamboat Willie. I love him from the modern day cartoons. I love just the character itself, even. Even though he took that detour as a nice guy in the, uh, the 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 Mickey Mouse Clubhouse ones, all the other times he's just a jerk. I, I'm going to vote Pete. I'm going to kick it to Susie first. Crap! Because <laughs> <laughs> I had I had I'm pretty sure I had Pete on my my villain list, oh, and I think it was on one of your boogie. lists. Yeah. Yeah. So this could be ooh, this could be tricky. Um, I want to put Matt in a in a position, so I'm going to say Oogie Boogie. Matt, okay. Right tie. Uh, so, um, wow. Okay. Hmm. Yeah. How's it feel? How the turntables? <laughs> I am not phased. Uh, so I will say flat out that I like Oogie Boogie more. Uh, okay. I, I like Nightmare Before Christmas, uh, Halloween movie, Christmas movie, both. You know what? Is, is that a period or is that a comma, however, comma? Uh, but... <laughs> Uh, but <laughs> that thing aside, I think if we're strictly talking iconic Disney villains, bad guys, or just not nice guys, Pete. Pete's a good call. Right. Pete advances. Final matchup in this little round of hodgepodge here, and we'll let Matt kick us off. Mother Gothel from Rapunzel taking on the bowler hat guy from Meet the Robinsons. <laughs> Mother Gothel. Mother Gothel. I mean, aren't straight up. Next, I, I, next. I'll say Mother Gothel, too. I love the bowler hat guy. I, I like Meet the Robinsons. I had seen it for the first time last year. I'd never seen it until last year. And I really like the movie. But, yeah, I got to go with Gothel because I love Rapunzel. Susie? Same. Same. Manipulative. Right, Manipulative. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So let's go over to the Renaissance era. Eight villains from the 90s. Okay. Ooh, now, these are going to be tough. a little tough. 80s and 90s. Um, Ursula against Radigan. Right off the top. I hate you. <laughs> Susie, why don't you go first? I'll go second, and we'll kick it over to Matt oh, and see what he says. I'm going to go with Ursula. Mm. Actually, Matt, why don't you go next? I want to see what you have to say. Um, and when, and, it, and I used the word iconic earlier. It is really, I just say best Disney villain. If you want to use it like iconic, you can. If you just want to say best, you can. If you just want to go, you know what? I That's my favorite. I don't care. I'm saying it. Whatever you think. It is your choice, your decision. They're both way up there for me. Uh, I mean, Vincent Price as a villain. Mm-hmm. Oh, I mean, yeah. It's amazing. It's That's awesome. an underrated movie, too. Really yeah, for is. sure. Yeah. Uh, kind of want to go watch it now. Disney Plus, here I come. Yeah, I was about to say, we got like two more weeks. <laughs> uh, but I think, you know, in, in the grand scheme of things, I think you, you can't talk The Little Mermaid without Ursula. Yeah. I'm going to go with Ursula. Yeah, Ur- Ursula is my favorite scene of the Little Mermaid ride at Disney World, only because I love that song so much. And so, yeah, Ursula, Ur- Ursula goes to the next round, taking on the winner of this one. And that is going to be Scar from The Lion King versus Shan Yu from Mulan. For me, it's easy. I've seen Mulan once or twice. I like Mulan. Shan Yu is not a character that really in- in- 
like I really take to heart. Scar, however, is just I freaking love Scar. If we were doing actually best songs, um, be prepared and Poor Unfortunate yeah. Souls would be like a championship future battle episode. For me. Yeah. Future but, uh, episode. Yeah, I'm gonna yeah. say Scar. I'm gonna say Scar in this battle. So Matt, um, hands down, Scar. Susie, Scar. Scar. Easy enough. Easy enough. No, All no right. Way. Next battle, Gaston. Taking on Dr. Facilier. I know he's a little bit in the, into the 2009, but Gaston taking on Dr. Facilier, Beauty and the Beast versus Princess and the Frog. I love Dr. Facilier. I do. I think he's a cool character, and he's one of those. He, I kind of like him, liken him to Darth Maul in Phantom Menace. I wanted more villain time on that screen versus the little time that he got and then he was done. Uh, but in this battle, in terms of best villains, I got to say Gaston. I, I love Gaston, and I love just the character, the movie, and everything. So. I would say Gaston over Facilier. Uh, Susie, your thoughts? I just love Beauty and the Beast. I I was not a huge fan of Princess and the Frog, just to be mm-hmm. honest. Um, when I, I mean, I watched as a teenager, but I thought growing up, my parents, I thought it could have been a little spooky. Right. The, it's a little know, dark. Voodoo. It's a little with the, yeah. Um, but regardless, Gaston. Matt, clean sweep, or you got notes for Facilier? Yeah, clean sweep for me. Uh, however, if there was a prize for uh, most uh, disturbing villain death, I think uh, Dr. Facilier yeah. would win. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, it okay. it kind of reminds me of the vill- of the deaths <laughs> in Ghost. I saw that the other day, too, for the first time in a while, and how the spirits come out of the darkness and just grab you and pull you back. And Susie, have you ever seen Ghost? I don't think so. Oh, you should see it. You really should. Matt, I'm assuming you have seen it. Yes. Okay, yeah. Because uh, Susie had this blank look, like, what are you talking about? Patrick Swayze. It's, it's, it's oh, awesome. with yeah. the, oh, okay, yes, yes. Yeah. With the pottery and whatever. And then they yes, 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 but I was younger and we fast forwarded. Yes, gotcha. Let's <laughs> match up. I can't this remember all the details. This is going to be a little tough for me, so I may actually let Matt kick this one off. Jafar versus Hades. First Ooh. round. Which one's the better villain? Man. Aladdin versus Hercules. Man. Well, I think I need to stick to the, both of these made our top ten list. Yeah, I, I, yep, I saw that. And I think I need to stick with my guns here. Whichever one was ranked higher. Whichever one was ranked higher. I did have Jafar ranked higher. Uh, Jafar was like your number one or two. Or yeah, something, it, was, it? it was a top three, I think. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but I mean, the Hades is is so great, <laughs> so great. I'm gonna I'm gonna go on a limb here and then, and I'm gonna pull this whole I'm picking my favorite and I don't care and that is Hades. He is my favorite villain. It is one of my two or three favorite Disney movies across the board. Love Hades. And so Jafar might be a better villain overall, but I'm going personal and going Hades and I'm giving it to Susie to make this decision for us. I'm scared. <laughs> <laughs> because I feel like eventually I'm you know, thinking steps ahead. I'm gonna mm-hmm. have to choose between Hades and Scar. And I'm just going to be up all night questioning Or Hades myself. and Doofenshmirtz. That might come up, too. Uh, <laughs> but I love torturing myself, um, so I'm going to say Hades. <laughs> oh. There you, there you come go. Come on, the giant snake. Come on, giant James snake. Woods, come on. I, I support you in this decision, Susie. I support you in this. <laughs> and that actually helps out in later rounds because Hades might not be somebody that you would put you know, on past some certain other ones that we have. So let's go to the Pixar bracket. We got eight Pixar villains to yep. knock out. Eight, starting with Syndrome, taking on Chick Hicks. Syndrome from, of course, the Incredible, uh, the Incredibles movie. Chick Hicks in the first and third Cars movie. Uh, Michael Keaton voicing one, Jason Lee voicing the other. Syndrome, my favorite Pixar movie. 
uh, my favorite Pixar villain in my favorite Pixar movie. Probably one of my favorite villains across the board. I'm going to say Syndrome. Susie, what do you think? Okay. Here uh, comes the NASCAR <laughs> fan. I'm a NASCAR <laughs> fan. I'm a NASCAR fan. I grew up well, a NASCAR fan. I understand. I love NASCAR. Mm-hmm. And I'm not betraying it when I say this, though. I'm going to pick Syndrome because I think with a background and and just his motivation, and he's more of a well-rounded character, Chick Hicks is just like a jerk. And like I get that. Mm-hmm. But so, no, Syndrome. Character depth. 100% agree. Syndrome. Clean sweep. Very good. Susie will appreciate this. In my neighborhood, there is a Facebook page we have for the neighborhood, like a lot of neighborhoods have. And yeah. They, they, people go on to sell stuff sometimes. They're like, hey, we got this, this chair, this mirror, whatever. And somebody had a, a, a NASCAR bed, a race car bed for a little boy. <laughs> and the caption said, Lightning McQueen bed for sale for $200. Does not include matches, blah, blah, blah. It's this red car with a big four plastered on the side. All these real official logos on the side. It's got a spoiler on Nowhere near Lightning no. McQueen. And I did everything <laughs> I could to not fire back. Lady, that is not Lightning McQueen. Stop false advertising. This, I would have I, loved if they had just like taken uh, yeah. a sharpie and drawn ninety. Well, and they had like a drive. picture of like like a like when you used to buy the like the cars vehicles and stuff on the back. It would tell you all the cars you could get. She mm-hmm. had a picture of that panel with all the cars on there, saying this is what the cars <laughs> look like, and so you can know it's a real. Car. Oh, I wanted to so bad. Just be like, what are you doing? No, this is not. So get out of this page. This is my boy Ryan Blaney won in your neck of the woods recently. I don't know who Ryan Blaney is. It doesn't matter. He won though. This is a complete... I'm assuming he met Talladega though. Yeah. Okay. Well, there you go. This is a complete <laughs> rabbit trail with the whole bed thing. But I recently just saw something. It's somebody who was selling a Pirates of the Caribbean attraction themed bed. So it was like super old Disney licensed, uh, but it was awesome. So think oh, like it wasn't the... that guy that Probably broke haunted. in and stole all that Hunter Man and stuff. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> The buzzy news has uh, yes. exploded. Yes. It will past. never end. All right, so next matchup before we get golf off on bids and McQueens and race cars and Talladega. Randall from Monsters, Inc., which, by the way, came out, uh, it's, it had its premiere on this day in 2001 wow. at the El Capitan Theater. Oh Randall Boggs so taking, <laughs> taking on Ernesto De La Cruz from Coco. Randall Remember me. And Susie's face makes me want to say, Susie, why don't you take this one first? Mm. Growing up, Randall creeped me out in a good way, though. I was like, ew, he's a little slimy. Um, I thought he had this, you know, the coolest ability because he can blend in with anything, and that just opens the door for a lot of possibilities. However, um, murdering someone and stealing their song and basically destroying their family um, is kind of a big deal, so... Mm, yeah, in some circles, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Ernesto. Ernesto. That's a bad dude. I'm going to say Randall because I like Monsters, Inc. more than I do Coco. Uh, and I, I've grown up with Randall versus Ernesto de la Cruz, but I can totally see your point. With, with, maybe with maybe because it's so fresh in my mind, I just watched Coco a couple of days ago. It's the whole, you know, leaving you out in the middle of the Himalayas versus actually trying to kill you and destroy your life. Mm. Yeah, I could see that. So Ernesto de la Cruz goes to the next round. Our final four of the first round before we go back up to the top again. That is Hopper, voiced by the eerie Kevin Spacey, taking on Charles Muntz, the uh, the credit-stealing guy from Up, which I, I have never seen this officially, but I will always go to my grave thinking they got the name Charles Muntz from Charles Mintz, 
from the NBC fiasco of the late 20s when they stole Oswald. I will always think that. It's just because the names are too familiar. Uh, Matt <laughs> Not a coincidence. Hopper against Munts. Uh, Munts. I Munts. love Up. Oh, yeah, that is too. one of my favorite movies. It's a great I villain. I and I think with Hopper, I think he's a grasshopper. He's a jerk, but he does what grasshoppers do. He just wants to eat. Charles Munts is just an evil guy because he doesn't. He wants. He'll kill people. He doesn't care to get his to get what he needs to kill the birds or whatever. And I'm gonna go with Munts too. Susie, uh, you're welcome to to say Hopper if you'd like. But uh, I don't we know. know. We know. <laughs> I I also love Up. Um, I think it's my favorite Pixar movie. And when I graduated college a few years ago, I designed my cap in Up. I just want to say all that before I say growing up Hopper scared the crap out of me so ah. I'm gonna say Hopper here's just I also looking back the animation obviously has um come a long way <laughs> so I think part of that why he looks so decrepit as right. a bug um was because it was like 1998. Very true very true final match of the first round Sid Phillips the toy destroying kid neighbor from Toy Story taking on Lotso Huggin Bear the the prison holding prison warden of the daycare in Toy Story 3. Now, I'll kick this off, and I'm going to say Lotso flat out, because to me, not only is he the best Pixar villain, but he is one of the best villains in all the movie, because his character, the depth of character you mentioned, his backstory, and just his country voice, voiced by Ned Beatty, just draws you in. <laughs> Lotso is so bad. And if he wins this whole thing, it's not going to hurt my feelings at all, but I'm going to say Lotso over, over Sid. Matt? I'm actually going to go Sid. Ooh, interesting. Physical torture. I That's mean, true. it's a uh, it's a it's combat bad. Carl. Yeah, but I had the same thought and then when you just put it that way, Sid didn't know the toys were alive. Still doesn't so make it right. He was, but he didn't know he was actually causing pain on something. Lotso does cuz he is a toy. Sid I didn't got, run a Sid didn't run a gulag. Lots of hugging, but ran a gulag in a daycare. <laughs> <laughs> Funny. My that? gut, my gut initially was like, oh, sit. Like that kid's just messed up. And you know, he, you know, had some issues when he got older. Um, but I think. <laughs> I I'm mean, he became a garbage man. So. So. Why? Got out of school. <laughs> Lotso I'm, got strapped to the front of the garbage garbage truck. So I'm gonna go. go. I'm gonna go with Lotso because Lotso more so knew the pain on the toys he was inflicting. Good pick. That's the right answer. That is the right answer. All right. Haha, ha, Matt. That's what you get for making fun of Ian from National Treasure. Second round. We're gonna call it the Sinister Sixteen. We've got the Evil Witch from Snow White taking on Lady Tremaine from Cinderella. And Susie, back to you. Your thoughts on uh, on on which one of these is the the better villain? Lady Tremaine did not need to be cruel to Cinderella. She really didn't have anything to gain from that, I don't feel. So compared to the evil witch, because, you know, Ferris and all the land and all that fun stuff. So I'm going to go Lady Tremaine. Okay, so nature versus nurture. All right. Matt, your thoughts? Uh, I think anyone with a cat named Lucifer, uh, there's something seriously wrong with you. So I'm going to go Lady <laughs> Tremaine. Nice. Well, I'm going to say the witch only just to, to break up the, the, the monotony here, break up the sweep. But Tremaine, Tremaine it is. Tremaine goes on to the evil eight. Maleficent against Cruella de Vil. Matt, your thoughts? Uh, I'm going to go Maleficent. Maleficent. I would say Maleficent too, Susie. Cruella, but it doesn't matter. <laughs> Puppies, <laughs> no, you guys. Your voice Dragons. Not at all. Dragons. Right, so this is a democracy. 
So Maleficent goes on. All right. We don't have a giant Corella Deville at the end of Phantasmic. It's 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 Maleficent. It's okay, but like <laughs> puppies. I'm done. <laughs> All right, so here's a matchup that when you're heading into this episode, when you guys called me, you probably never thought you'd have these two villains in the same conversation. Dr. Doofenshmirtz taking on Prince John from Robin Hood. Matt, what do you think? (laughs) (laughs) He doesn't want to do this anymore. (laughs) I'm actually going to go with Doofenshmirtz. That is fantastic. I love them both. I'm gonna say both. Prince John, but yes, I'm gonna say Prince John. He's got Doofenshmirtz. Look, if you're the type of guy whose parents don't even show up for your own birth, like Doofenshmirtz, <laughs> you're a bad guy, Doofenshmirtz. Sorry. That's great. All right, so uh, Pete, old school Pete, taking on Mother Gothel. Love old school Pete. He's classic. He's uh, he's he's from the he's from the olden days. He knew Mickey back in the day, back in the twenties. But Mother Gothel is just so evil and what she does with Rapunzel and she spends here like you know we see a, a segment of the movie that apparently is like a, a week or so of their life she spent the last 16 17 however old Rapunzel is 18 years doing this one role to do nothing but to serve her own needs that's 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 pure evil I'm gonna say Mother Gothel Susie agreed Mother Gothel Matt Gothel. clean sweep Mother clean Gothel alright Gothel moves on that Gothel versus Doofenshmirtz should be fun next round. All right, so next up. You shouldn't have put him in. I just feel like <laughs> I can't take it seriously. I'm just going to Okay. Well, hey, like okay. I said, there are three of us, so whatever whatever happens, it's happens. It's a dark horse. There we go. And uh, see this, Susie, this is for you. Ursula taking on Scar. Scar. Oh, Scar. Oh, interesting. Matt. Lion King's my favorite movie. Uh, Lion King is also my favorite movie, and uh, I mean the guy killed his own brother, Scar. I surprisingly, I'm gonna say Scar too. That's a sweep. It was quick. How about Matt Gaston versus Hades? <laughs> yeah, we started moving a little too quick there. Hold on, let me think real quick. There are valid arguments for both. Mm-hmm. There really are, yeah. yeah. But I think I do enjoy. Hades more than I do Gaston. Hades. Susie. Man. That's tricky. Uh, I don't want this to become like a personality contest because it's going to become Doofenshmirtz versus Hades. Which which is a conversation that would be fun to have regardless of what happens to this thing. That's that's <laughs> true. Um, I do. I think I like Beauty and I do like Beauty and the Beast better as a movie. But when you're just looking at a villain, I think Hades has the full the whole package. So Hades. I agree. I, I think Hades is more fun. Now, when he goes up against Scar, we might have a different, completely different conversation yeah, I'm in a scared. little while. But uh, right now, Hades moves on, uh, knocking off Gaston and Shafar in the first two rounds. Go Hades. Syndrome versus Ernesto de la Cruz. And my love for Syndrome knows no bounds. And I'm going to say Syndrome right off the bat. Again, I've seen Coco once or twice. I like the movie. It's not one I go back to. I love Incredibles and I love Syndrome. I love his character. Uh, you know, I just, I love, I love Jason Lee as an actor. And so I'm going to say Syndrome over De La Cruz. Uh, Matt. Um, I enjoy both of them. I really like the depth of Syndrome's character. However, poisoning your best friend and stealing his music and ruining his family and potentially his afterlife, Ernesto de la Cruz. 
That is true, but that's also an attack on one family versus Syndrome legitimately being willing to kill thousands of people to do what it is that he's doing. Not to mention bringing all these people to his own private island, all these workers that are all dying as things are exploding. So, you know, (laughs) there's a lot more death involved there with Syndrome. Susie. Uh, I just feel like I have to sit here like make noises. So this is a podcast. <laughs> and it's not like, like, I don't know. Um, crap, you guys, this is so hard. I should have really, I don't know. I can see, I can see this one going either way. They both have this really tragic backstory. If it came down to which movie I liked better, I do love the Incredibles, but there is just something really sweet and personal and and deeper that Coco did that I haven't really seen in a Disney movie. So I'm gonna I'm just gonna go based on overall my liking of the film and say Ernesto de la Cruz. That's the wrong answer, but two out of three wins. <laughs> so what can you do? That brings us to the final match Sorry. of the second round: Charles Muntz against Lotso Huggin Bear. And I'll just reverse it, and Susie will throw it right back to you to begin with. I just pictured them actually fighting in my head, and it was really weird. Um, they both have canes. Yes, yes. Continue like a sword fight. Yeah. <laughs> oh goodness, um, months. Mm. I'm gonna say Lotso for the reasons I gave earlier, just because mm-hmm. I love Lotso as a character. Matt. <laughs> Ooh, uh, well, I did not vote for Lotso. I thought Sid edged out Lotso a little bit, although right. both have their merits. Uh, but once again, Up is one of my favorite movies of all time. Charles Mutz. Mutz, Mutz it is. All right, so now we go over to the Evil Eight. And we kick it off with Lady Tremaine versus Maleficent. Matt, what do you think? You know, once again, I, I think we've made the arguments for why Maleficent is really great and the evidence is in the parks, in multiple parks, Magic Kingdom, Festival of Fantasy, Fire Breathing Dragon. Of course, of course. Uh, Disneyland, Hollywood Studios. I'm going to yeah, go with yeah. Maleficent. Susie? <sighs> okay. I, I think I'm also going to go with Maleficent because I know the movie's called Sleeping Beauty, but Aurora is in that movie for about 17 seconds. <laughs> like, let's be honest. Um, Which is one second more than the, than her age, basically. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> for um, she's alive. I, I, I don't know. I just think she's more of the center of that movie and, yes, more iconic, but... Ugh. I just like Cinderella better, but I'm going to go with Maleficent. You could have said Tremaine because I would have said Maleficent. So no. if you want to change yours to Tremaine, you <laughs> no, can. But yeah, okay. I'm going I'm to say Maleficent to, to put her into the fearful four. Mm. So now, Mother Gothel against Dr. Doofenshmirtz. And so let me just go ahead and say right now, I'm going to vote for Mother Gothel. We've had our fun with Doofenshmirtz. And if you guys vote him in, then well, I can't say anything. It's best out of three. But Mother Gothel is just a better villain overall. I'm going I'm to throw her in there. Matt, what do, you, what do you think? It was a good run for Doofenshmirtz. I think it was, uh, it was a noble <laughs> a noble effort all around. He's the Florida State of um, of this. We always seem to get to the Elite Eight. We can never get into the Final Four. You must be talking about basketball. Basketball. Because, okay, good. Oh, yeah, I know. <laughs> we don't want to talk about football. <laughs> uh, I am going no to football. go Mother Gothel. Susie, do you have any, any other thoughts or... 
Make it a clean sweep or throw no, it at the it's, vote? It's it's Mother Gothel and Doofenshmirtz knows it. Yeah, but, he, know, had he, his, he had his fun. Right. He had his fun. We had our fun with Doofenshmirtz. Now it's time to get serious. Scar versus Hades. Susie, why don't you kick this one off? Lion King versus Hercules. All right. I'm just processing this out loud since you guys are mean and <laughs> making me do this. Lion King is my favorite movie. Mm -hmm. I think Hades, I just like a funny villain. And obviously he brings um, humor as well as evil to the screen. That's good. Um, just both films are fantastic. What edges it out for me and trying to put my biases aside, Scar has Be Prepared and it cannot be topped as a villain song. That is the so, good, good point. I think that's what's going to do it for me. So sorry, Hades. Uh, it, it's Scar. That's a, that's a great point. Scar, and, and as we said, Scar killed his brother. He's got to be prepared. Although the new movie, he only has like two lines of that, which bothered me. Mm -hmm. But the original, the, the song is great. Hades, comedic, funny. James Woods is wonderful in this movie. And literally, he brings hell with him when he comes to, when he comes to do his villainy stuff. Uh Matt, what what are your thoughts? Uh, both are worthy of the top ten villains of all time for Disney, in my opinion. Oh, by the way, I was going to say Hades. I actually was going to say Hades, just to make you pick between the two. So yeah. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> I mean, it, this is not hard for me. Uh, I'm going to go Scar. Good, good call. Good call. So all right, so Scar. So final, <laughs> final entry into the Fearful Four: Ernesto de la Cruz from Coco against Charles Muntz from up Matt <clears throat> man this I one's actually kind of tough make it this far I didn't yeah the, the, I don't think I would have expected so these two little to, of the actual movie but he has a really big impact he, yeah you know I think I uh you know both of them are pretty pretty bad hombres uh they d don't care about <laughs> the lives of children. You have been watching Coco, haven't you? Oh, sorry. Hombres. <laughs> um, man, can I defer to somebody else? <laughs> yeah, Susie, go ahead. What do you think? Uh, um, wow. Okay. Ernesto, Ernesto de la Cruz. Mm. I just, I just feel like between the two he's more at the center of his movie um and it i don't know because now i'm about to talk myself out of it <laughs> go on i like i like up better it's not even hard for me i like charles Muntz better i like up better ernesto la cruz is i think if i had seen coco more than just the one or two times i've seen it i would be more familiar with him and his characters and songs or whatever but because i've seen up so many times i can close my eyes and see months doing all the evil things he's doing he pulls them in he traps them he fools them he's going to kill kevin he's going to kill this beautiful bird for his own purposes and you know bring it back to the states or whatever you know he 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 tortures these dogs and abuses them by making them into his army uh i, I go with i go with months i do that that puts it on matt as the final <clears throat> choice you know it's really interesting when you actually think about both of the villains and how they kind of parallel each other when you're first introduced to them, they're like mm. nice guys, yeah, mm -hmm. and That's like they're they're heroes to uh, the protagonist in the movie. And That's then actually a really good point. I never thought about that, but yeah, yeah. Uh, and then they, you find out, you know, maybe maybe they're not so good, and they are really cold hearted and not afraid to kill people. Um, but I'm gonna go with 
the a guy who actually edged it out and actually did kill somebody, I'm going to go Ernesto De La Cruz. De La Cruz. I never thought he'd make it this far. Mm-mm. All right, Ernesto. And he was the one that I stuck in the bracket at the last minute, so I'm glad huh. I did. Good conversation. All right, so here is our fearful, fearful four. We've got on one side Maleficent taking on Mother Gothel. On the other side, Scar versus De La Cruz. I kind of know where this is going, but this is why we play the game, because I never thought Doofenshmirtz would make it two rounds. So here we go. <laughs> Maleficent taking on Mother Gothel. And Susie, you're up first. Hmm. I think there is something deeply evil about not just you know, and action, but being able to come back to the evil and continually do it and manipulate someone. And it's not just like, I did this couple of like, you know what I mean? Like it's a habit, like it's etched into who you are. I'm gonna go with um, Mother Gothel. Interesting. For me, it is, it's tough because I think I like the Mother Gothel character better, but that's also my biases because I love Rapunzel. It's one of my two or three favorite Disney films across the board. And so it's harder for me because I'm like, I want to go Rapunzel as the movie because Mother Gothel's the villain, but we're not doing the movies. We're doing the villain itself. And part of me is like, that's, that's got to be Maleficent. I mean, she's the main character in the, the Flippin' Kingdom Keepers book series. That's how big and powerful of a villain she is. I, I, I got to go with Maleficent. So I'm going to say Maleficent. We got one from Mother Gothel. Matt, you're the deciding factor here. Man, this is really tough. This, one, this one's a tough one. Mm-hmm. Um, because they're both so great. But I feel like Maleficent, in a way, is kind of... And it was, in some instances, with the villains in the earlier movies, they're just kind of one-sided a little bit. And I think, if you think about iconic villains, Maleficent is way up there. But I think Tangled did a better rep- a better job representing and showing the audience just how twisted... Uh, Mother Gothel's, uh, you know, look what she did to Rapunzel for 18 right. years. Self-serving, selfish, and um, wasn't afraid to, once again, kill people to get her way. Poor Flynn Rider being right. stabbed and stuff. So uh, I am, uh, I'm going to go Mother Gothel. Wow. Wow. Did not see that one coming. This is, a, I mean, that's a hard one. That, no, that, that was that was yeah. really difficult. That right. one's really difficult. Yeah. All right. So here's our next battle: Scar versus Ernesto De La Cruz. And I'm gonna go ahead and throw, I, I'm gonna say Scar right off the bat. So if you're if you're both going De La Cruz, that's fine. But you're gonna need two votes to win it. Because if Matt says De La Cruz, I know nah. nothing about him. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm gonna say Scar. For me, this is easy. Uh, Matt, wait. Uh, I'm going Scar. <laughs> I mean. Yeah. Ernesto made a good run, but yep. you can't beat Scar. He did, he did. Susie? Scar. Of course, your favorite movie. All Hi. right, so before we do our championship <laughs> battle, Gothel versus Scar, let's do, a, let's do a third place finish real quick. Maleficent taking on Ernesto De La Cruz. Susie, which one's the better villain of those two? Maleficent. Maleficent. I would yeah, agree. I'd say Maleficent. She, yep. she deserves a lot, yeah. There you go. All right, so we have our third place and our fourth place finish, but now let's go to the championship battle here. Mother Gothel taking on Scar. Susie, I'm gonna let you just. I'm gonna let you pick. I don't know. I don't want to be. <laughs> I don't want to just say Scar because I love Lion King and I love Scar, and it seems like the easy choice. And I feel like someone tunes into this episode. They're oh, these people are gonna pick Scar. You know what I mean? Like it, right. it, can, it can go really 
predictable. Well, and you don't have to pick yet. If you want to talk about it for oh, a second, okay. we can let Matt talk about it. Kind of go back a little discussion if we need to before we decide yeah. on winner. It's but okay. they they both kind of have a lot of similarities as well in terms of um, you know murderous ways, uh, regardless of who it is they're willing to manipulate anybody, family members. Um, gosh, that's tricky. They're both so self-serving with great back stories. Um, great cast around them and good songs mm -hmm. i don't know i don't want to pick matt, the you're, matt, yeah, you matt, you're being quiet i'm think? nervous <laughs> oh uh no this one's actually really easy for me um i think uh and we've brought it up in all the rounds in different you know in different ways just how much we love scar as a villain uh i think the voice acting with jeremy irons, irons. uh the 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 song Maybe the best villain song of all time. Be prepared. Killing your brother. He's self-serving. He even tries to blame it on the hyenas, even to the last second. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, he does everything to try to weasel his way out of things. So uh, I'm going to go with Scar. I agree. I do. I, I agree on, on both your points, actually, because Mother Gothel is a great modern-day villain for the modern-day Disney, you know, last 10, 15 years, whatever. Uh because and you're right mentioning that about uh, you know how the early days it was harder to have depth of character because I think they were concentrating so much on the animation and quality. Mm. Well, now mm. they can really concentrate on depth of character, and I think that Gotham probably has a deeper story there than Scar does. Um, you know, but I'm, I'm, but it's I'm a, a Lion I'm a Scar King fan. is a Lion King, yeah. yeah, is a Lion King. But and to your point, Susie, when you said, well, you know, you don't want people to listen to this thinking, oh, well, they're just going to listen to pick Scar. Well, they might have said that about Jafar, but. You know, Jafar lost to Hades, and nobody would have thought we would have picked Doofenshmirtz to go two rounds. So, you know, <laughs> I think the unpredictability of there is is there in this episode. But I would say Scar too. I guess plain sweet for Scar. Yeah, I feel I feel more solid in my decision. All right. So, any villains off the top of your head that we left out? You're like, I wish so and so would have had a chance to at least get the first one or two rounds. Besides, I, Ian or Man. No, Man, I want man a, was up there for me. I'm just saying. I want a, I want to a solid there. debate between if. Yzma and Doofenshmirtz. Ooh, that would because be Because I love them both for the exact same reason, and it's comic relief. Yzma was the first one I left out of the bracket when I was dividing these up. And so, uh, and I can't promise you that I didn't take her out before Doofenshmirtz. I might have. I don't know for sure. I'd be fine with but, that. Yeah. But uh, yeah, Yzma is great. Yzma's, Yzma versus Hades would have been a great battle. That's, that's almost like a comedy bracket, honestly. So, Matt, anything we left out? I, I I'm I'm defending my decision on man here because the it's, it's a good pick. The you, fear. Can you can you, ex, can you explain that? Um, just yeah, for the audience. Other, you're so right, yeah, okay. Yeah, so we've said the word Bambi you, once. When you said man, when we did our episode, I was like, what? <laughs> so we did our top ten, and uh, it was like number eight for me, eight or seven, I think. Uh, I chose man from Bambi. Mm -hmm. The fear of what is not seen, the unseen force. So, I mean, that's really deep. Yeah, it really is. It really is. It's, it's, my, uh, it's my philosophical actually, Disney I didn't villain. That much. I actually just thought, well, he's the hunter guy that killed Bambi's mom. That's why he's an evil guy. You know, but yeah, you're right. The whole fear of unseen things. And it's, it's a lot deeper than I would have gone, but sure. That makes sense. But, uh, but yeah, man didn't make the tournament. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, last question on this. Is there any other villain here that didn't make it to the later rounds that you would have put up against Scar to have that you would have thought, you know what? I would have loved to have had this discussion, Scar versus so-and-so. 
Maleficent. Mm, interesting. Because I think we go back to our argument about iconic and right. and just, you know, in so much of the film. And then Scar represents more of that new age to the Renaissance, really bringing in that depth of character. But Maleficent is, you know, visually more iconic. Right. I think that that could have been a really tricky one. You only have yourselves to blame for that because I went Maleficent. Both of you guys went Gothel. So. <laughs> I still would have picked Scar. Matt, but... Matt, what do you think? You know, I think Dr. Uh, Doofenshmirtz uh, would have made it. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, you know, I, 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 I was a little... I was a little disappointed when Jafar got the boot so yeah, early. Yeah, I was a little surprised by that, but that's just the way it... But eventually I, we would have gotten to Jafar it versus Scar. It, and... it, it would have eventually been weeded out, but yeah. I, I think Jafar is way up on my list for Disney villains with, I mean, the villain look and, you know... Well, Jafar would have had to take on Gaston in the second round, so would you have gone Jafar in that round? Or I, I would have. Okay, Susie, would you have gone Jafar or would you have gone with Gaston? Gaston. Gaston. Gaston? Okay, because Hades beat Gaston. So I think with this logic, we can assume that Hades beat Jafar on – I mean, realistically beat Jafar. I mean, there you go. That is our Villains Tournament on this Halloween. Susie and Matt, thank you guys so much. This was, this was a ton of fun. It was a lot of fun. Thanks for having us on again. Always no, that was so stressful. I love watching you guys squirm. Just like, oh, what do we do? What do we do? So, Matt, uh, the Imagineers podcast, you guys are going strong. You guys have an episode every week. It's a great podcast all about Disney, Disney Plus, Disney movies, characters, whatever. And, uh, you're a lot like our podcast. You're just kind of all over the board with Disney. It's not just yeah, stuff. Yeah, we try know? to be uh, pretty broad. Yeah, kind of the same thing. So, uh, where can we find you guys on on the interwebs if uh, they want to look up Matt and Susie? Where would we Where would we find you guys? So, if you're looking for the podcast, you can find us on Apple Podcast, uh, Google Play, Stitcher, and Spotify. I uh, just search for the Imagineers Disney Podcast. Isn't it spelled a little funny? A little funny. So it's the word imagine and then the word ears. Nice. So two yeah, e's. Yes. Two e's. Uh, and then we are on social media as well. So we're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Come find us and uh, interact with us. We'd uh, love to talk with you. So Matt Susie. likes to be controversial with his Disney opinions on our Twitter. So look <laughs> I, out for that. I, I, I'm pretty tame compared to the rest of Diz Twitter. I'm yeah, just... Diz Twitter's Oh, gosh, at least recently. Yeah, yeah it's, it, Diz Twitter's can be a little little much sometimes you're thinking it should be all magical and happy and it should be but it's just not. i keep on telling uh, Susie she needs to post stuff on on our twitter feed and she just do you know. want me to <laughs> yeah let's do it you want me to give you some raw disney opinions <laughs> let's go yeah Susie's twitter feed is interesting i, I follow Susie, and uh, i always get a kick out of, out of the, the tweets because they're more personal and they're more opinionated not just disney stuff but uh, yeah I, well, I've, had world, a, I've, had, I've had my twitter since um high school so mm -hmm. i had to eventually delete the time hop app because it was so cringy like, <laughs> I, don't, I don't remember that let's go delete That's this. hilarious not anything inappropriate just like, like embarrassing teenagers so. oh, of course of course one last thing and this is this is for matt um you got you did the parkology run yes and you came up a few rides short but you still got to earn some money for your charity what was your charity you, you, you ran for yeah so uh we i did the parkology challenge to help benefit uh some dear friends of mine who are actually uh is a travel agent with my travel agency uh it's uh, it's called funding love uh they actually send families who have adopted children to all expense paid trips to Disney World. They do awesome. lodging, dining plan, tickets, flights, everything. And, uh, you know, especially for newer adopted families, 
uh, it's a, it's a really awesome way to help uh, these families bond. And uh, I mean, what what better place to do that than Disney World? So it's almost but, like a give adopted kids the world. Very yes. Good. Yeah. So uh, so if, if people want to donate directly to that, where would they go? Um, actually, uh, you can find uh, Funding Love if you would like to donate directly to them. If you just go to fundinglove.com, uh, I believe they do have a link on their website where you can donate directly. Uh, they are a nonprofit 401, what is it, C? 501. 501. Yeah, 501 C. Mm-hmm. Um, so they are a legitimate nonprofit organization, uh, and they're awesome. So Tim and Mal do a an amazing thing for families. And audience, if you can't find that, just go to the Imagineers Podcast Twitter. Just fo- contact them. They'll direct you to the right place. So Matt, Susie, you guys are great on this. I love talking to you guys. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. Thanks, Thanks for, having for having us, having David. Us. Those guys are always fun to have on the podcast. We've had them on the podcast before. Looking forward to having them again one day really soon. Of course, that is Matt and Susie from the Imagineers podcast. Two good friends who like doing a podcast together, which is a lot of fun. Uh, That's why I love having guests on here. I love having people here to talk about Disney and and Disney stuff because Disney is to be shared with the world, right? Uh, My name is David once again, and thank you for joining us here on the Magic Dollar podcast, episode 78, I believe. I think that's where we are on the episode list. Of course, I'm also the host of the My Kids Got the Autism podcast. It's a podcast from a dad, that's me, with a child, a seven-year-old, who has uh, who has autism. And as a dad, I have no idea what I'm doing, and those are the stories that I like to share on that podcast. Taking a couple weeks off, but we are coming back very soon with new episodes. You can, of course, catch up on previous episodes. I think we've got 14 or 15 of them out, and it's a fun little venture into the life of an autistic family. Um, try to keep it light, try to have fun, maybe teach a little bit, and uh, laugh and cry. It's always a good time. And of course, the Deucecast Movie Show just dropped episode number 402, our villains episode for Halloween as well. So you can pick that up. All of these episodes, including the Magic Hundred Dollar Podcast on Spotify, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Google Play, Apple Podcasts. For the Magic Hundred Dollar Podcast, guys, we'd love for you to share the show. Tell other people about the show. Go rate, review the show on, on Apple Podcasts and wherever you can rate and review. That's how the show grows. That's how more people find the show. So that is the show, folks. Have a great week. Have an awesome week. Have a magical weekend. Don't forget the clocks turn back this weekend. Hope you have a safe and happy Halloween. Get ready for Christmas because it is coming. And don't forget, in all of that, thank you, Phoenician. Thanks for listening. Continue the conversation by following us on Twitter and Instagram at Magic on a Dollar, Facebook at Disney on a Dollar, and of course, magiconadollar.com. See you real soon.